Quick, come up with something funny to say. Hello? Yo. Bork. Oh, that's really cool. Somehow I think you're lying. Uh-huh. Oh, fail. Oh. Ah! Bad Philosophy, episode 77, recorded November 4th, 2010. The Untimely Death of Stephen. Hello, everyone. Welcome in. One, two, Bad Philosophy. Episode 77, coming at you from a, uh, a sufficiently sloshed up Georgetown, Texas. I am Stephen Torrance, and uh, I'm here with uh, a number of guys we haven't had on the show in a long time. Uh, please welcome back to the program, Jed Cummins. Oh, I thought you were going to say my name. I yeah, really what? did, too. I was, yeah, I was like... not at all prepared <laughs> oh. to hear my name. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, because you know, Kevin, we haven't had you on the show in such a long time. It's it's been like almost a week. Yeah, God. Sorry. Why? How could Why? I? How have you been in that interim week, Kevin? Um, getting by. Uh, grad school is hard. Yeah. yeah. I don't always like it. Now, apparently, but... uh, also getting an MBA is hard, right, Jed Cummins? In- indeed, it is. So. <laughs> Yeah. For those of you who have, well, I guess I, I don't even remember the last time I was on the show. But. I, I don't either. How sad is that? Have you been on any of the, uh, any of the seventies episodes? If this is 77, no. No. Uh, hmm. uh, let's see. I don't, I'm trying to think, I'm looking back through the list. Um, well, while you look back through that list, I'll, I'll introduce our final panelist for today. Simon Ponder. What what? Yeah, I do remember the last time we had you on. It was it was somewhere around the uh, the early '60s, I believe. We were uh, still in Lubbock. Yeah, I was I was still in Lubbock, and uh, and you came on to talk about something related to traditional journalism. <laughs> was that it, or was it South by? No. Oh well. Mm. Sixty-four episode sixty-four Foreman's Law. Okay. Yeah, Foreman's Law, which was after which was South one of by. the very few episodes I wasn't on. Yeah. Although, wait, no, I thought we had you in via Skype. No, not yeah. for the South By. Okay. No, no, the, the last one was the newspaper one, which was post-South By. Though, and, interestingly, at South By, we did, uh, there was a bottle of wine present. <laughs> and <laughs> it's not still box. there, for all I it know. It's still somewhere in, <laughs> in the city of Austin. Wait, you left it there? Yeah. Did, did, this is did a bottle I... full of pee. No. God, I wish. That was like a $40 bottle of wine. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to know. <laughs> I don't get to go to South By because I live in Ohio. <laughs> you know what? You could come here anyway. Uh, Simon and I are actually going once again uh, without... You well, both this still time... live in Texas. Yeah, but... I, I you guess. live in Austin, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, but still, going to South it's... by is like going down the street. Yeah, but I also work, so I'll have to ask off work for South by, which I'm sure a lot of people will doing will be doing. Yeah. So it's unlikely that. I'll, but I'll be asking off for the part that a lot of people won't. So maybe that'll no for interactive. The film is the whole better. Week. Well, I'm sure Film's... it is, but film requires money. Film's cheapest. Yeah. I don't know. So, anyways, Simon and I will definitely be there. Uh, Jed, are you are you planning on coming back down for South by? Uh, no, I cannot. Unfortunately, I have another conference at the same time. What? So, who yeah. who schedules a conference at the same time as South by? Freaking Southwest. People who 
housing. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. Well, student affairs in general. Yeah. They don't. A, they're on their own. They're called NASPA. So. Uh, on the plus yeah. side, it looks like I'm going to uh, San Diego Comic Con this year. Oh, nice. Wait, I would argue this year that that would be more fun year? than South by. Probably. You mean in the summer, uh, Kevin? Yeah, in the summer. The next one. Yeah. Um, so my dad was trying are... to buy tickets when, well, the tickets went on sale and then the server crashed. Oh. Um, like literally, I don't know how they didn't expect the rush, but they didn't <laughs> sell very many tickets. Like they actually came up and said, we realized our website's down. We didn't sell tickets. We're going to stop selling tickets and reopen it in about a week. We'll let you know. Great, because I, I did not even know that tickets were going on sale. Yeah. And I will you got to follow up on uh, Twitter, I think, is the best way to find out. Okay. Yeah, I, but, would, uh, I would love to go. So we were – my dad and I are trying to go together because we got a friend out there we can stay with. Okay. So, like, hotels are expensive, as is airfare, and we might <laughs> drive. So – we're going to go relatively cheap. Okay. Um, well, anyways, speaking of, of conferences or not, I don't know. Not even speaking of conferences. Uh, thank you all for being on the show today. I, I really, we kind of have a topic, but, uh, you know, I kind of figured this sort of thing would happen, getting us all, all us old timers back on together. I, I just want to take a moment and say I'm so glad that, um, Jed, that you're finally back on the, on the program. <laughs> you too, Simon. It's been far too long. <laughs> Yep. What, uh, I'm glad to be back. And and since since y'all have been gone a while, um, I'll start with you, Jed. Like, what have you been up to since uh, the last time we heard from you on Bad Philosophy? Um. Well, I've started a new job, uh, still for housing here at Texas Tech, but uh, I get to I'm the GA for social media and some other stuff. So, Whoa! Did you create yeah. that position? It was created for me. Ah. So. Yeah, it's it's been so fun. Extra special. Yeah. So I, that's that's kind of what's going on with me. And then on the school side, I have uh, I've started an MBA. We'll see if I choose to finish it. So, sorry, <laughs> wait, wait, Simon, Simon, are you shuffling a deck of cards now? That's not me. That's Kevin. Oh no, it isn't. Who <laughs> you just? It sounded like somebody just shuffled a deck of cards. Anyways, as while we've been here, I've clicked on a link, and that's about it. If you'd like, I'm about to open another beer if you want to get that on the sound. Yeah, put that right up to the microphone, Kevin. Okay, I'm neutral. It wasn't very loud. No, I heard it, though. That was good. I like that. Anyways, uh, well, that's that's cool, Jed. Um, So you're still on campus, I take it? Yeah, still living on campus, working for housing, so it's, it's been good. Well, like I said, we'll see if I make the choice to finish things. Um, my life may take me in some other directions. So really? That's, yeah, that's all I can comment on right now. But <laughs> Okay. There, uh, there may sneaky, be some... Sneaky, This podcast may involve more states than just Texas and, what, Ohio, wherever Ohio. you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we've kept in touch, Jed. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Simon, what have you been up to in the interim... Uh, well, I quit my job. Which um, was what? Uh, the old oh, job. The, the AJ, right? Yeah. Okay, you actually quit. Did you Did you do anything special for that? I had a beer on my last day. <laughs> Man, no, you gotta. He wants you, you gotta, to like, like throw up, things and mm-hmm. dance. Throw a no. shoe into the into the printing press or something. No, <laughs> I like my shoes. 
<laughs> throw somebody else's shoe in there for crying I mean, out loud. I, I did take like a four-hour lunch, but I mean that's just the, the hibachi. That's just slow. you. That's not the. Uh, I don't think that was because you were quitting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moved to San Antonio. Sweet. Slacked off for a little bit. Got a new job. And what are you doing now? Um, I'm working for a Clear Channel Radio. Um, oh my god! <laughs> really? That was a strong reaction. No, I, I kind of knew this already. But uh, so, how do you like working for the man, Stephen? You work for Apple. <laughs> Apple is the <laughs> yeah, man. Too. You can't throw. You can't be like. You have to work for a man. Has to like working for jobs. If there was a man, he is that. I will god. say this: we do have beer cart Friday, which is where the the, the Manager in charge of the entire office walks around with a cart and passes out beer for free. For free. Oh man, I'm working for the wrong man. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. They have they have the philosophy of you work hard, we play harder. Hmm. So you know, so, concerts once a month at at the office, I and mean, everybody wow. takes off. Friday at noon and goes outside and eats free barbecue, drinks beer, and listens to a band. So, uh, what are you? Uh, what kind of hard work are you doing there at Clear Channel? <clears throat> Me, I'm helping out with the advertising department, similar to what I was doing at the AJ. Okay. Except so. it's for a medium that's not so much in danger of impending doom. What the radio? Yeah. Well. <sighs> It's it's still there's still a lot of money in radio. Okay. Yeah, there's still a lot of money in radio. I, I I've seen the financials. Yeah, they're suffering, but nowhere near is what I've seen from other media outlets. Sure. Well, uh, good to hear, and uh, and welcome back on the show, y'all. Uh, I kind of so so here's how the brief backstory. Uh, the other day, I I was speaking with some customers in the store, and they they were. Um, they run their own business doing uh, coupons of some sort or coupon deals, and they employ for a small part of it uh, Amazon's Mechanical Turk, which uh, I don't know if, if if y'all are all familiar with with the the basics of it. I've I'm made sure. money from Mechanical Turk. Okay, Same here. we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about that a little bit more in the in a minute here. As have I, that, although probably not as much as y'all. Um, <clears throat> the, the basic idea is they call it uh, artificial artificial intelligence. Uh, you put humans to work through kind of a distributed task system that pays, you know, very small amounts for very small tasks. Uh, so you, you get, and you get people to do things that would be difficult for computers to do, things that actually require a modicum of human intelligence. Not that much, uh, depends on the task, but more than, than someone could program easily with an algorithm. Uh, so it's been traditionally used for things like um, site data checking, um, menial, you know, corrections to text, uh, and, and most recently for podcast transcription. But I, I went in there the other day. I, I just want to want to ask y'all. So can you share a, a fun experience y'all might have had with actually doing work for Mechanical Turk? I didn't. I haven't done it for years. I did it right when Mechanical Turk first started. There were tons of really, really easy things to do. Yeah. Um, I seem to remember mine was like reading and looking for and and seeing if what was said related to a certain topic. Okay. So it was like there'd be a series of statements, and it'd be like, "Is this about money?" And I would say yes or no, and get two cents. 
um, overall, I think like doing that and other similar things that I don't remember as well. I made about fifteen dollars hmm. and used it to buy a book on Amazon. And and that fifteen dollars came over how much time? Um, probably a month or so. <laughs> yeah. But it was something I could do in my free time. Yeah, yeah it's, it's something you can do while you're waiting for the computer to do something else. You know, if it's rendering video, log on to Mechanical Turk. Yeah. So how how much have uh, how much have you made, Simon? Yeah, overall, probably ten bucks. Yeah, it's enough to pay for shipping on a couple of books that I've ordered, which is perfect. Hmm. Yeah. You know, Free shipping is is free shipping no matter how you get it. If you can overnight something and not have to pay Amazon, I'm Great. fine with that. That's a that's a nice deal, yeah. Yeah. So and, and we should say that that all of this mechanical Turk, uh all of your earnings from there go into an Amazon payments account by default. Uh which you can yes. cash. Uh it's it's difficult, but you can cash that for real cash monies. <laughs> What uh, what I considered using it for when I was looking at the service was for actually getting our backlog of bad philosophy episodes transcribed, uh, because that would be really cool, you know, to have uh, full transcriptions of everything we've ever said on all of our episodes. Uh, but it turns out that that's uh, a lot of things. Yeah, it's a lot of very interesting things. Um, not all good. <laughs> no, no, certainly not. Especially in the case of Kevin. <clears throat> but, especially. <laughs> But basically, I discovered that somebody had beaten me to the punch. Uh, this company called Casting Words has apparently had a business around this very idea uh, for about three years now. And they act as a middleman, uh, programming and and setting up the, the framework within which they assign transcription jobs to the Mechanical Turk uh, workers. Uh, but you you pay Casting Words, and Casting Words pays the Turks. And it's, you know, they certainly have a good system down. You know, they have guidelines, they have quality assurance, uh, they have redundancy, you know, all these things that, that really make the end product much better. Uh, and they can pay a little bit more because they charge people. Uh, now, me, uh-huh. as an individual, <laughs> I looked at it and I put a job up just to see if anyone would bite. Uh, transcribe one 50-minute episode, $1.50. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody and, uh, take it? No, not yet. Um, because even <laughs> at that episode? rate, um, God, episode one of the ones with Doctor Webb, uh, Incremental Hope. Be a good episode. If we're yeah. just, if we're gonna, you know, pick and choose. No, no, that and actually, Incremental Hope was one of our best ones. Uh, oh yeah, great audio quality, great content. Uh, but yeah, I put it up there. No bites yet because. Really, who would spend 50 minutes to make $1.50? Well, the thing is, it takes more than 50 minutes because oh, you have yeah. to pause, type, and pause, and type. So, realistically, and, and I looked at Casting Words rates, it's a, it would be about uh, $100 to get uh, that hour of audio transcribed in their high-quality engine. Holy cow! Yeah. A hundred? A $100, yeah. Um, I'll do an hour of audio for a hundred bucks, right? Because what <laughs> they I do... was there, I can know what was said. <laughs> I'll do it for eighty bucks. I, I mean, and that's at uh, because what they do is is they have various um, speeds, like various um, time frames within which you can get things transcribed. So, like you say, I need it tomorrow. Well, that's going to cost you an extra fifty dollars. Uh, if you need it within a week, well, it's not that much cheaper, but you can get it for for less. Uh, so on average, it's about a hundred dollars for for an hour of, of audio. 
Uh, because, wow. like you said, you know, you're you're paying workers about <clears throat> five to ten dollars an hour uh, for good yeah. quality stuff. You know, people aren't going to to put in the actual effort to do it well unless you pay them decently. So that's the idea. Could you behind break it. it up into smaller chunks? Like they do that for some of them. Yeah, a minute of an audio, a minute of audio transcribed this minute for ten cents. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that. I mean, it's still. But the That's problem five is, bucks an episode. But. Yeah, but the problem is you get a minute of audio, and then you have to do the work to put that into the transcript. There's no context. Yeah. There's no nothing. Uh, so you just have a bunch of words. You have to figure out who said them. <laughs> I said them. Yeah, sure. You said you say most of the words on here. But I want to ask you. Um, I want to ask you, Jed. Let's 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 hop over to you. Um, what do you think of the the philosophy of an engine like this? It's been around for five years. It's had some time to exist. What do you think of that idea? I, I mean, I I think it's a great idea, personally. Why? I and I don't know if this is necessarily the philosophical standpoint, but I don't know that I've ever been the heavy philosophy guy on the podcast. <laughs> um, but I mean, honestly, I think that there are a variety of people out there that have the time and that wouldn't mind doing something like mm-hmm. that. With it, I mean, I think of when this service first came out, I definitely was happy to go ahead and do, you know, I think mine was, let's compare, oh, it was, we're going to show you a picture, and then you type up relevant tags for that picture. So I think I was basically improving Google Image Search or something. Um, And so, you know, I, I mean, I made a couple of bucks off of it, and, you know, it's it was good enough. So I think it's a good way for people to make, you know, at least a little bit of money doing useful things rather than nothing at all. And, and you have to remember why this product came into being. This product came into being because Amazon has a massive database of items yeah. and a search engine that doesn't work. Go search, <laughs> go search in, in Amazon search engine for the book Lord of the Flies, you will get a lot of teaching guides. You will get the movies, but it is impossible to find the actual book Lord of the Flies. I have it on my shelf. Well, kudos to you, but if you're if you're <laughs> looking to buy it, it's hard to find, and that's costing Amazon money. Yes, it's so the Amazon, first. It's the first one. <laughs> it's not the first one. It is. I'm Look, looking at it. Then they fixed it. <laughs> Lord of the Flies 50th Anniversary Edition. Okay. Well, oh, thank God. <laughs> but, but for a while there, it didn't work that way. <laughs> and it probably, there's other products in there that don't show up, even though they should. So they I'm... needed something to go in and tag and attach photos and check the descriptions. So they built this. Yeah. And that's where it grew out of. And, you know, okay, I can see, so I can see the, the logic behind that. You know, they build, they build a tool that lets them, you know, well, they, they put it out there, make it public, but ultimately it's really helping them. You know, that's, that's the justification for it. But what, I got no problem with that. what is, okay, per, per hour, let's just look at the, the wages that you actually get from doing work on Mechanical Turk. <laughs> even at best, you know, even, even at casting words level pay, you know, Casting Words is charging you about, you know, 10 or $12 uh, for every 10 minutes of, uh, of audio. Um, or for, let's see, for, yeah, yeah, about 10 or, for, 
roughly that. Um, and then, you know, they're paying their, their workers a percentage of that. So, you know, you're not, you're not, for the work you do, you're not actually getting that much money, uh, on Mechanical Turk. Uh, it's really paltry. <laughs> you know, you're making maybe two or three bucks an hour for your efforts, uh, if that. And you're at the whim of the, of the originator who can choose to approve or deny your, your work. They can reject your work and not pay you. <laughs> After they get the work back. <laughs> now, obviously there are complaint systems and everything, but, you know, you run the risk of not getting paid. Uh, you know, what is, is there some mechanical Turkers union? Uh, <laughs> are there any sort of worker rights involved <laughs> why, with this why system? Why would there I be? Mean... You're working for eight cents. <laughs> so you're saying people don't do it to make money. They do it for fun? I don't know about fun. I think they do it to kill time and make a little bit of money. <clears throat> okay. Um... That's one explanation. And I, I think, honestly, like, you know, it, if you look at it less from the sense of, or from the perspective of, you know, we have people who are doing things for trivial amounts of money and more from the, you know, we have people that are willing to do work and we have work that needs to be done kind of a stance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess that maybe reflects a little bit on my political ideas and things like that but you know i think that's a valuable a valuable service because you know it's connecting people who have time with people who need work so what's wrong with that and and on top of that you know you have like iphone developers and you know i've I've even usability tested a few websites through mechanical turk Hmm. they need users they need people you know they need eyeballs to check these things so why not put it up there and, you know, give away an iPhone app, give them a dollar. I get a free iPhone app and I make a little bit of money, but, you know, you get the download through iTunes and a review potentially. Yeah. I can, I can, so I can see that working. Um, <clears throat> what I'm, I'm mainly kind of uh, interested in this whole topic, and, and it's certainly not nothing new, but crowdsourcing in general um, you know, folks willing to to provide a service, whether it's uh, knowledge or uh, research or some some sort, uh, for next to nothing. Because let's let's face it, I mean, Mechanical Turk, it's pretty much doing work for free. <laughs> you know, you're getting a few cents, but almost free. There's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we see this happen all the time on Twitter. You know, so folks with with a large number of followers, and it really has to be something over ten thousand or so. Uh, we'll put out a question there, and you know, very likely we'll get an answer within a short period of time from from their followers. Just you know, an answer offered up for for no apparent reason whatsoever, other than because there's a question there. I mean, that's a really powerful concept. It's uh, you know, what have y'all seen the the new uh, Facebook questions thing? This is this is kind of a new bent on it. Yeah, yeah. No. Have have you have y'all not seen those yet? I, I kind of make a point, um, or at least I have in the recent past, to not go to Facebook more than once a day. <laughs> um, because generally it doesn't do anything for me. And apparently Simon doesn't go at all. Oh, I go all day. But you haven't seen Facebook questions. Oh, I have. I said I did. He said he oh, had, okay. Yeah. Sorry. And Jed? 
I have not seen it. And uh, that's okay. kind of sad because it's my job to play on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, some social media GA you are. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the basic idea behind Facebook questions, I, I mean, anybody can post a question. It kind of goes out uh, like a status update, um, can go out to everyone. And then if it gets popular, it will show up on the sidebar for anybody to post an answer to. Uh, usually it's kind of within your circle of friends or friends of friends or friends of friends of friends. Uh, where questions pop up, but you know, I see really generic things in there, all the way up to to really specific questions, and it just it makes me think. I and mean, looking at the answers, some people put a lot of thought into answering these questions. Facebook is building a a really really deep rich database of social answers to questions on a lot of topics. Um, yeah, no, nothing terribly useful overall, but uh, just interesting questions, you know, people's opinions, people's thoughts, kind of the, the mind of the masses, if you will. Well, I, don't, um, I don't think that's necessarily a new thing. Um, I'm a member of a site called Aardvark mm-hmm. that does a similar thing, um, a little bit different in that, you know, I pick what I get questions about, and they send me questions, and I choose sure. to answer them or not. But it's the same sort of crowdsourcing idea. Now, the thing Facebook has that, you know, every time Facebook does something, this is to their benefit, is they have 500,000 users, 500 million users. Um, And so it's much more likely to become implemented via that. Um, But I've been on Aardvark for a while, and I use it to ask questions and answer questions, and it's it's a similar sort of thing. Sure, but, you know, Aardvark is something, Aardvark is a subset, you know, users opt into Aardvark. Obviously, folks opt into Facebook, but nowadays it's, you know, it's kind of taken for granted that pretty much everybody is on Facebook to some extent. So this is really getting almost everybody, you know, as far as eyeballs, you're getting a very significant portion of the population. Uh, You know, what is it, I'm just philosophically trying to, to figure this out, what is it that motivates us to to answer those those hanging questions, you know, I don't know who asked this. I don't really, you know, I have no idea where this came from, but it's a question and maybe I have a, an answer for it. What what makes us jump in and do that? I don't know. Jed? <laughs> answer I, I, all of our questions. <laughs> I, for me, it's definitely the like sense of achieving or completing or organizing. Well, okay, yeah. We're we're both achievers. So. I, I mean, that's, and maybe it's, you know, to some degree, something specific for each person, you know, mm-hmm. that's why you are, Stephen, you or I might do it, but for someone like, say, Simon, he might have a completely different set of reasons. Well, uh, why not just do it to be helpful? Or, hmm. you know, I would go, I go to Facebook questions because I'm curious, but if there's an answer I know, be helpful. What's, what, what? bad could happen for me and helpful. I don't get Facebook questions. It's unavailable to me. Really? According to the page. Hmm. That's very uh, odd. It's, it's Facebook something... questions will be able to everyone in the U.S. within the next few weeks, so please check back. Oh, yeah, apparently have, they're, they're rolling it out slowly. Huh. So, I can't answer questions. That's yeah. very odd. Probably why I haven't seen it. Yeah. And I can answer some of these questions that I see on the sidebar. <laughs> that's very strange I, I, I figured that everyone had gotten it by now just like Facebook groups apparently not I'm in a Facebook group 
It's called Bad Philosophers, <laughs> and you can't be in it unless you've been on the the show. Oh, that reminds me. I, I need to. I need to add you, gentlemen, to the to the group. I'm going to do yeah, that right now. Say, I've been on the show three times now. What the do? As of right now, there are literally three people in the group. It was started after last week's episode. Mm-hmm. No, I've been yeah. meaning to, to go and just add people as I as I get them on the show. It'll happen. Oh, by the way, We're I just want to. Also working on. Hmm? No, go ahead. Hmm? Yeah, hmm? Yeah. Go ahead. You. Yeah. Okay. I also want to give a thank uh, a thank you to uh, multiple users. For posting questions on our form spring, as we uh, asked you to do, it's uh, it's been great. We've had fun answering the questions, and I don't know. Are there any that uh, that we left hanging for for answer on the show, Kevin? Um, let me see. Hold on. The answer is no. The I'm answer go is no. Ah, I hate this. It automatically signs me in, and I have to re-sign in as Bad Philosophy. Sure, you got multiple user accounts. Yeah. I mean, single sign-on. Is, is kind of a farce. I like having multiple user accounts for different things. <laughs> I don't... Because, you know, I want multiple identities on the internet. That's what, uh, that's what the internet is about. Who doesn't uh, have, like, 15 different avatars least, in various here's, places? Here's some new one. Here's a new one that I, that I think we should answer right now. Yes. Um, and so I'm going to have to point them um, to the episode. But the question is... If you could choose between G.I. Joes and Legos, which would come out on top? Oh, Why? God. See, this is one of those that just drives my point home. I can't not answer this. <laughs> so, what's your answer, Stephen? Uh, okay, I'll go first, I guess. Um, yeah. Legos, because they're the only thing I've had under my bed for the last 15 years. <laughs> I, I was never... Sad. Well, it's who I am, man. Uh, G.I. Joe's were just never my cup of tea because you couldn't do anything with them. You know, you couldn't, they were one thing and that's it. Legos could be anything I put my mind to. I could redo them. I could make them into whatever my, my mind, uh, came up with, which is often like pirate ships infused with Star Wars battles and, I don't know, on <laughs> Tatooine or whatever. I don't know. Uh, it was weird. But, so, uh, well, Legos have always dreamt just... up with stuff that other people dreamt up and you copied. Exactly. Um, although I, I, I just mashed it all together into something new because we did that and we talked about that on majority rules. You should know this by now, Kevin, there's nothing new. There's just yeah. reconfigurations of existing there's, stuff. There's new ish. <laughs> so yeah, Some people are better at new than others. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but Simon, what do you think? G.I. Joe or Legos? G.I. Joe's make a really cool sound when they explode. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm with you on this one. I got a story behind that. Oh, finish Simon. I mean, they they do. I mean, and when you when you build something with Legos and then blow it up, it's it's not as satisfying because it's like, God, I built that awesome castle. Yeah, I did. It's like, <laughs> and then I blew it up. <laughs> he's designed for battle, and he didn't make it. <laughs> Uh, so Kevin, what's this? What's this fantastic well, story? Um, when I was I was younger, I had some bad influences in our neighborhood. Other children that I would play with, <laughs> uh, most of them older than me. I I'm, I did. I was more or less a goody two shoes as a kid. And haven't changed a lot now. Um, but this uh, one particular kid, and I can tell this story because my mother knows it already. Um, would come over. I'd go over to his house, and we would blow up GI Joes and other action figures. We weren't, you know, exclusive. 
And, like, it got to the point, we had lots of fun with this. And usually, like, post-4th of July, we had tons of black cats and could do this. Now, mind you, we shouldn't have been doing this because it was dangerous. And my mother told us this, which meant that we had to start doing it in secret. But I'm not a good liar. And so, really? my would come out of the garage. Really? Really? Uh, really? Uh. And my mother would come out of the garage, and it would, out to the garage, or, you know, wherever we were, and it would smell like firecrackers have been set off for the past hour. And she would say, were you setting off firecrackers? And I would say no. And I knew she didn't believe me. And I just felt bad about the whole thing. So we switched to water balloons, which were much safer, and still have a surprisingly destructive effect on action figures. Hmm. So, you know, there's that. That's definitely I've never something I've never tried before. Water balloons. Um, you gotta water get the right explosions. kind of water balloons. But it's. Hmm. I was surprised. Um, we we blew up some pretty serious action figures using nothing but water balloons. All right, Jed, back me up on this. Legos. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Like I, that I, I knew it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Matt? What, what's uh, what's the most epic thing you've ever done with a set of Legos? Oh, I had the like every train set ever produced before 1997. So ah. I built like epic train configurations. Um, so, and then then I got in. It, sadly, like I got the set when I was in middle school, probably, but I got the Mindstorms, which is the robotics. Mindstorms were pretty cool. Uh, I got it in middle school, didn't really play a, around with it a whole lot, but in college, oh, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I brought that to college with me, played around with it a lot. It was, it was a good time, so. Fantastic. I, I kind of want to have a um, a live streaming event sometime in the near future where I just pull out all my old Lego sets and find the instructions and reassemble something. <laughs> because I have the parts here in various places, and I think it could be it's fun. Just lives in Steven, you have enough and um, you have enough people, I'm gonna just say it this way, <laughs> that like fawn over everything you do, that you doing that would get viewers and it would make me sad that it got you viewers. <laughs> it would get more viewers than our live shows, that's for sure. I know <laughs> So I why mean, can't, I don't Yeah, what? why can't Steven bring what what's the weird barrier? It's do you want me to draw you a Venn diagram? Because uh, it's already weird enough that the that the Miley Cyrus and Jonathan Colton fan Venn diagram circles intersect <laughs> at all, at all. Uh, it would be even weirder if those two or the intersection of those two happened to intersect with the Bad Philosophy fans. You know what? I do I do want a Venn diagram of <laughs> of Stephen Torrance fans like. <laughs> Which brings me to a question. Is there a good tool for that? Like for making um, Venn diagrams? Like online to share. I'd say that a pencil works pretty well. Yeah, oh thank you. <laughs> Shit, uh, what you have know, I been doing all this time? I don't know. You don't At this point in the episode, Steve lost his internet. Thankfully, the resourceful Simon Ponder started recording the other bad philosophers as they gossiped about that one time that Paul Newman did a certain unspeakable act with a bottle of salad dressing. Let's listen in, shall we?
And uh, Newman's Own, the brand. They have more than salad dressing. They have, like, cheese, too. I don't know. They have lots of foods. And she got really mad at me that I didn't know who he was. And so I then found out. So you're judging me for not liking Paul Newman, even though... I liked him. I just didn't know who he was. I think The Sting is a fantastic movie, as is Cool Hand Luke. Um, uh, by the way, I'm recording this now. Just uh, that way. Cool. Because I said that. <laughs> yeah. oh, maybe Stephen will be happier. Well, I, uh, I just remember that I have the ability to record phone calls. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, but no, I like Paul Newman. I just didn't realize that's who Paul Newman was. Stephen's actually calling me on the phone. Hold on. <laughs> Hello? Hey, are y'all still going? Yeah, we're still going. What happened to you? Yeah. I My ISP is apparently screwing up even more royally than they usually do. That's so I, I'm without internet. <laughs> Did you uh, lose the episode, or is it safe? Oh, no, the episode's fine. I'm just, I don't have internet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we've been, we've kept going. Simon started recording about two minutes ago, but we don't have a whole lot there. Okay, he, he, so he's got some of the recording? Okay. He's got a little bit. He's got this phone call being recorded, because I put you on speakerphone. I would love it if this, <laughs> like, Great. if this went in um, on the episode. Well, I'm sure I sound horrible. Yeah, and that's exactly why, because so. it would be, like, so far the other direction. <laughs> yeah, I... I'm, I'm, really, I'm laughing I'm at this because back. Jed is, is talking to me, and it's confusing me. But he wants this to be on the actual episode, because it would be confusing, and you would sound bad, and that amuses him, and then me. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it would be extremely confusing, because I always sound amazing. Well, yeah, because you host mm. the frickin' thing. Yeah. So I always have the best audio. So you'll sound like me for once. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm like refreshing the um, DHCP, trying to get it to reconnect. So, <sighs> poor Stephen with no internet. You know, it's like it really is like losing power. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I lost it for about 24 hours over the summer, and it just about killed me. Yeah. So, so you were Kevin, you were talking about get clear. Then I could get a crappy edge connection rather than a crappy Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, Jed, I was I was talking about uh, get glue. And so it made me go visit the site, and I will say I may not yeah, use I'm the still, site, but I am a sucker for up. the like. Oh, your profile's almost they, complete. They must be, like, like doing maintenance now, because, you know, peak hours. <laughs> yeah, I was really stuck on that. that. Sorry, I'm talking to two people at once, and it's confusing, but... Yes, yeah, Stephen, you yeah. should get internet as soon as you can, although I realize you have control over it. Yeah. You know what? Um, just keep going, y'all, and if I can go for another, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, and if I can't get uh, y'all back on, I'll uh, I'll give you a call. <laughs> Okay. But, so But I'm I'm leaving it I'm leaving it in your capable hands. Kevin, I'm I'm passing the torch over to you. You may now host the remainder of episode seventy seven. <laughs> do me The power is mine. <laughs> do do me one do me proud, Kevin Saunders. Yeah, I'll go for it. Um, I'll talk or something. Alright, okay. so uh, get back on the internet as soon as you can, I guess. Alright, I will I'll try to make it for the post show. Okay. But, yeah. Fifth, fifth, I'll give you a call in about 15 minutes. All right. Well, sounds good.
Bye. Don't end the episode unless I've called you. <laughs> Don't end the episode unless you've called. Okay, fine. <laughs> I think you can manage to do another 15. Probably. Okay. See you in a bit, man. Bye. Good luck. Bye. And 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 thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Bad Philosophy. I'm hitting the <laughs> end button. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, this is this is not what I expected when I was planning on recording an episode this evening. But now I'm in charge. Wahahaha! Actually, since how do you, I, did you actually cancel the recording? No, I didn't. Okay. But since I have the power to cancel the recordings. Are you just gonna hold that over our heads? Because <laughs> realistically, it doesn't really matter that much to me. No, like it not nearly to the extent that it does to Stephen. Like I'd be a little disappointed that I, yeah, you know, like get over it. Yeah, exactly. Like realistically, I got to talk to people I enjoy talking with for an hour yeah. and a half. Like, which more or less is what bad philosophy is actually about. Yeah, but. So, Jed, how does it make you feel that Simon is trying to control the episode by lording over the fact that he's the one ho- who actually was recording a phone call? Hmm. You know, I don't really care because he hasn't obsessed it all over audio quality. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's more or less Stephen's purview. Uh, <laughs> but no. So I guess this is the time that I can pimp, like, get glue. You earned the lone wolf sticker. You've You've now... See? It's going to get you, Jed. It's going to get you. Yeah, it's got a whole bunch of achievements to unlock. And, I mean, once you unlock, like, seven of them, I think. You, you get, get free, free stickers. stickers. You get real free stickers. And so is that the, like, is it is the thing, like, oh, you get real-life rewards for online action? Yes, yeah. that's what it is. It's like a Foursquare badge, except it's an actual sticker that you can, like, put on your friends. And then your friends go, why did you do that? And you go, I don't know. <laughs> because you like movies. Yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing, like, okay, I'm, I've opened up the iPhone app. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you go to the rate and pick thing and you click albums. All right, so then you go to, ooh, I'm going to pick a category, Electronica. It now lists, uh, this one has uh, 30 different options for me to choose from, and I can go through and quickly like it or dislike it. Mm-hmm. So, I've got I've to, you know, now fill up all of the, uh, you know, the albums. I have to, to cancel out all the albums on the Electronica, on the, you know, country, yeah. whatever. So, it's got that little achievement to unlock. There's lots of achievements. It's here's, kind of scary. Here's what I would like. Because it, it has the, like, Oh, go through and rate your favorite X. Yeah, thing. but you have to like really drill down before it starts letting you rate things. Like I almost wish that it was sort of like a you know Pandora, where you could just say like, okay, start here's here, one thing I like. And yeah, then if if I start to say like I don't like a lot of things in a certain type of category, then it can just that. eliminate it for me. Yeah, but Pandora has, like, that massive database of information sure. behind it that I don't think, I mean, that GetGlue is is capable of doing, I guess. But the idea is that, I mean, everything's user-submitted. If they don't have your favorite show, you send them an email and then they'll add it. Sure. So it's it's less something. And to tie it back in, that would be a great 
job for Mechanical Turk. Want to bring it back? Would it be? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, realistically, this is sort of a, you know, like, you could, that could be how they monetized, is, yeah. you know, talking about, you know, trends or something. That's true. So, I, I mean, realistically, I'm, I'm doing the work that I might do for a mechanical Turk, you know, especially yeah. if it were, like, if I were a business interested in finding out what's popular. Yeah, this might know, be the way to do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing this for free. And maybe, and realistically, you know, maybe that's really what Get Glue is about. It's like, well, we'll give people free shit because we're getting tons of money from, you know, some marketing yeah. company for telling them, oh, this is what's important. This is what people give shit about. So. Yeah. Well, and the thing that, that and it's something that, that Foursquare does as well, and I don't know how I feel about it, but when you check into something, you get points. Like, you get five points if it's your first time, or I'm, I'm making up the numbers, and you get two points if you leave a comment, and, you know, successive points for, for doing it regularly. And that's cool, but I don't know how many points I have. And I don't know what they do. And that's something that I also feel is a problem with um, Foursquare. I have no idea how many points I have on Foursquare, nor what they mean. I think Foursquare is more just like a weekly, like, you can brag that you have the most points in your area that week. Well, that's stupid. I think the more lasting achievement, like, it's got various levels of game that you can play, which I would argue is sort of part of the appeal. In that, like, your lasting achievement, much like in Boy Scouts, is the badge. Like, nobody can ever take that away from you. Whereas, and, you know, you can be a mayor for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And that's kind of the interim. Like, if you keep it up, you could be a mayor forever. Um, but you'll always be a super mayor once yes. you get that badge. And then, you know, every week the points reset. So you can still, you know, like, a new user still has the, like, oh, you know, I can, I can be brand new at this and still kick somebody's ass who's been doing this for years. So. That's possibly the best explanation of points I've heard, which is surprising. So I looked for one similar to that on the Foursquare website and was unsuccessful in finding it. Well, if they would love to get, if they are listening, you know, I, I'll joke and pretend that that happens. Um, if they're listening, they can <laughs> feel free to give me a job. So. Woo! Good luck. I tried to get a job at Goala and that didn't work out. Which one did you go for? Uh, at Goala? Yeah. Customer service. Oh, okay. Because I I was very close to applying for that. They had like a university coordinator job. Yeah, I saw that. I thought about it as well, but I have other things that I'm busy yeah. doing. And like they really needed that because Tech Texas Tech was trying for ages to get them to be the yeah. people that we partnered with because we're like, oh, hey, they're in Texas. Like, let's show a little let's, solidarity. Yeah, let's do a thing. Yeah, but nope. Like. <laughs> Foursquare, huh. you know, Foursquare had the infrastructure there to yeah. make that happen. So, yeah, it's tough. Apparently, John Hodgman's going to be on the Daily Show later. Ooh. Yeah. Did you watch the the rally? I watched parts of it. Uh, Stephen wanted to do an episode about it, and I I think we could. Although, 
I don't really want to because I didn't watch much of it. Um, but I actually know someone who was kind of there. We were going to have her on as well, um, but she didn't actually see much. Although we could still maybe have her on in the future anyway, sure. unrelated. Um, uh, it, it, so she was just there, but like in the back? <laughs> yeah, I think okay. so. Oh, they had monitors all along the way. Sure. I was just confused by your use of kind of there. Well, her use of it was kind of confusing to me as well. She was um, I'll, I'll give you the... Um, she didn't get to see much of it um, so much as she was there for the experience. Okay. So that's what she said to me. But she's still a kind of neat person, so she may come on anyway if we ask her to. But... Um, so, Get Glue School. Did y'all hear about, um, just because I like media, um, the new book, Machine of Death? I have not. Oh, it's a very interesting idea for a book, first and foremost, and it's got an interesting story that goes along with it. Um, the book is edited by Ryan North, Matthew Bernardo, and David Malky, um, one of whom I know because he's the guy that writes dinosaur comics. That's Ryan North. Oh, okay. Um, which, if you don't read Dinosaur Comics, you probably should. They're fun. And um, But anyway, he, a few years ago, wrote a comic um, that I could read to you, but it would be kind of awkward because it's dialogue. But the premise was basically that there is a, a machine that tells you how you are going to die. And I'll read from the back of the book here. Um, it doesn't give you the date and doesn't give you the specifics. It just spits out a silver piece of paper upon which printed in careful block letters the words drowned or cancer or old age or choked on a handful of popcorn. And it was frustratingly vague in its predictions, dark and seemingly delightful in the ambiguities of language. Old age, it had already turned out, could mean either dying of nocturnal or natural causes or shot by, by a bedridden man in a botched home invasion. The machine captured that old-world sense of irony and death. You can know how it's going to happen, but you'll still be surprised when it does. Hmm. Um, and so basically, like, he wrote the comic that sort of introduced this idea, and then one of the other guys said, this would be a really awesome book of short stories. And so they said, hey, Internet, please write short stories about this idea. And they got over, like, 600 submissions and edited them down to 30 and put them into a book. And I've read the first three or four, and they're all pretty good so far. They're interesting. But what's really cool is um, the book came out October 22nd or 24th, something like that. And they said when it came out, don't buy it yet. We want to make this the number one selling book on Amazon for a day. So on October 26th, that is the day to buy it if you want to buy it. You know, go out on October 26th, everybody buy it, and we'll try and push it to number one. Because it really doesn't take a lot to get to number one, because it's based on daily sales. Sure. And so everybody did, um, including myself, and it got to number one. It shot up, um, and it actually worked out really well for them, because they get contacted by actual um, big-name book publishers to, not publishers, distributors, to get their books into, like, real brick-and-mortar bookstores and things like that. So it was a big publicity stunt that got the attention that they wanted it to get. But the funny part of it is, is October 26th also happened to be, and they really didn't know this when it happened, the day Glenn Beck's newest book was released. 
And Glenn Beck's book did not make the number one spot. It was in the number three spot, in part because of Machine of Death, which passed it up on the same day. Now, Glenn Beck, of course, freaks out about the whole thing. He goes on his radio show and claiming that this is a plot to, you know, make him unsuccessful and the truth, you know, be hidden, and it perpetuates the culture of, the liberal culture of death, and all this sort of stuff. And so then he urged his readers to buy his book, so, you know, it would show that they care more about life instead. And the the guys who wrote the book, um, or who put it together anyway, wrote a really, really funny response to it that I don't have, so hopefully we'll link somewhere else. Or you could Google it. Um, and it basically boiled down to, you know, Glenn Beck, we didn't mean to do this. We didn't even know you were there. Um, yeah. So that, right. this book sounds incredibly interesting. Oh, I'm loving it. And the so, best part, they're releasing it for free on the Internet as a PDF. So you can read it before you buy it. Oh, like the, the whole book? The whole book. So where can I do that? Because I don't, like, I was about to click the spend $10 on it for the Kindle. Well, to be honest with you, well, I wouldn't buy it on the Kindle, but since you have a Kindle, go ahead and buy it on the Kindle. But um, let me find the right page. It's been mentioned on the um, Dinosaur Comics website most recently. Um, So you can go to quants.com. Got it. Um, so if you're doing it, if you're just doing the PDF version, yeah. Although I recommend getting the um, the, the actual book because it's a nice book to hold in your hand. The cover's nice. Um, it's substantial. It, it has a, a lot of weight behind it. It's over 450 pages long. Yeah. Um, so if you're into dead tree books, as some people call them, it's certainly a nice one to get. Sure. Um. But it's a really interesting book. And I don't know if the PDF... The PDF probably has the illustrations, too, because each story is illustrated by one of any number of Internet cartoonists and artists, um, including names like Kate Beacon, Beaton, Beacon of... Um, Hark of Argrant, or lots of people. Hmm. Um, I think about Cory Doctorow recommendation right there in the front. Yeah. I'd say it's a good book. Um, I'd say I haven't read more than the first three stories, three or four. And some are funny, some are serious, and each title is named after a version of death that somebody has. Not, as, that it, not necessarily the main character in each of those stories, but so the table contents alone is hilarious. And since it's released under a Creative Commons, I can read the whole table of contents to you right now. I'm just going to read the titles. Flaming Marshmallow, Fudge, Torn Apart and Devoured by Lions, Despair, Suicide, Almond, Starvation. This is boring. I'm going to just read the fun ones. Um, HIV Infection from Machine of Death Needle, Improperly Prepared Blowfish, Murder and suicide, respectively. Exhaustion from having sex with a minor. Killed by Daniel. 
um, Heat Death of the Universe, Question Mark, and Cassandra. Hmm. Now, I will note that Question Mark is um, written by Randall Monroe of XKCD fame, so there's no guarantee that it's any good at all. <laughs> but um, it's got the potential. So, All right, Stephen has said we should just go ahead and wrap up the episode because his internet is still borked, so I'm going to pretend to do that. Um, episode yeah, over. Stephen just said that he can't wait to hear it, which is going to be kind of sad. Yeah. Because it's kind of lackluster second half. Yeah. Um, no, realistically, realistically, if we talk about, you know, like how that book is really a prime example of crowdsourcing. You know, well, I think, I think we could devote an entire episode to the book, and I would like to do that maybe, um, particularly since they're giving it away for free so everyone can read it and then we can talk about it after the fact. I'll, I'll download um, it and read it once I'm done with Towers of Midnight. Yeah, because I've got lots of work I have to read for school too, but still. It's a uh, something that should be in the near future that we should do an episode about. Um, so there you have your teaser for the future episode. Let's go ahead and uh, do those things we do where we say our names and what we're from and things like that. Uh, you can find Jed Cummins at twitter.com slash Linux. That's L-I-N-N-I-X. Uh, you got anything else people can find you at, Jed? Um, yeah, you can find me in a variety of places. I just uh, made my Google profile page, so that's probably a good uh, good way to find me. So go ahead and Google me. Wow. Google Jed. Uh, we've got Simon Ponder. Thanks for being here, Simon. You're at uh, twitter.com slash Lanier, L-E-N-I-R-E. Anywhere else people might be able to find you? Uh, SimonPonder.net. Cool, you have your own name on a website. Yeah. That's that's kind of fancy. Yeah. Uh, you can find Stephen at... Uh, oh, sorry, you had something else? Oh, nothing. Okay. You can find Stephen at twitter.com slash Storrance. And he's going to get mad at me for saying Storrance rather than S. Torrance, but I do it anyway. As well as on the Uber tubes, where um, he ignores all the requests for songs to sign, including the ones he's promised to do. This is powerful. I like this. Um, can, can I take just a moment to interject? That Certainly. he still owes me a birthday song. He still owes you a birthday song. Yeah, and, and it's... I, and I do not disagree. Yeah, because that was the song that you, in fact, suggested. And I know. I thought was an excellent It's the one song. I'm waiting for. So, feel free, so. if you're listening, which I don't know if you really are, feel free to <laughs> give, him a, give him a hard time. Well, Steve's going to edit this, so we're well, already no, giving him a hard time in the future. I guess, really, I'm referring to the, you know, the you that bugs Steven about things, like uh-huh. his yes. fans. The metaphorical you. Yes. The reason that a majority of the people who listen to this probably listen to this because they found his video uh, from Miley Cyrus, which makes me laugh. Um, although I don't know if the majority of people who listen to that, who likes that, actually come here, or if the majority of people who come here like that. I don't have that Venn diagram because somebody didn't make it earlier in the episode before his internet died. <laughs> this is powerful. I could just say things. Um, oh, God. Hope they're not being too mean. We're going to have a Kevin Saunders podcast, <laughs> too. Oh, Kevin, all There's the already time. been one of those. It's, it was kind of lackluster. I need people to bounce off of. Um, so, yeah, Stephen is available to be found on the internet. Uh, I'm Kevin Saunders. You can find me at twitter.com slash kevsaund. And now I'm on GetGlue at twitter.com slash 
that's not right. At getglue.com slash kevsond as well. Um, keep sending us questions at Bad Philosophy. One of our very own guests just asked us one during this episode, but I'll keep that a secret for the future. You know who you are. And it's Simon. And yeah, so ask us questions on Formspring. We'll answer them either on the air or on the internet. I'm really curious about that answer. <laughs> I closed the page before I got to answer it, and I was going to bring it up, but then we lost Steven, so I didn't want to you know, take that away from him. It's a good <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, anything else he normally says at the end of the episode? One, two, bad philosophy. Now, you're, that's um, Hello, Every Welcome, and one, two, bad philosophy. He said that at the beginning. It was funny. Um... So yeah, thanks for listening to badphilosophy.com. Tell your friends it's going to be a thing, because we haven't said that in a long time. I see you driving around town with the girl I love, and I'm like, you. I guess the change in my wasn't enough. I'm like, you, and uh, her too. Yeah. Okay, this is possibly my favorite recent X. What the hell is that going on in the background? I'm sorry, I just have to ask. But was that like a, a bathroom or something? It, it sounded like a bathroom. <laughs> it's not me. I'll be it's not on me. <laughs> oh, I'm in my good. office. Okay, Simon. Well, <laughs> oh my god, did you really? Are you pooping while skyping? <laughs> I, I had enchiladas for lunch today. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> You have to mute yourself before you flush. Really? Is that the That's etiquette? Just smart. Yes. Anytime, anytime I'm in a public restroom, it seems like there's some guy on the phone with his girlfriend making <laughs> a booty call. Which is a terrible thing to do. But if you're on Skype with your non-girlfriends, you mute yourself before you flush. There's a pain in my chest. I still wish you the best with a you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can't afford a Ferrari. But that don't mean I can't get you there. I guess he's an Xbox, and I'm more an Atari. But the way you play your game ain't fair. What? Benny the Fool! Go, who, okay, is somebody taking Did somebody just off? rip off a Band-Aid or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Simon is actually like a Foley studio and just screwing with us. <laughs> What's oh this God. one? You know what, just, Simon, just throw a Wilhelm scream in there somewhere, just to round it out. <laughs> I can't find the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> just just emulate it yourself. Yeah. I'd still be with you, yeah. Ain't that some stuff? And although there's a pain in my chest, I still wish you the best with the... Philosophy.com. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>